I was never a big household name, but in my area, I, every, like quite a lot of people knew who you were. Yeah. All I had in my head was someone was going to ask about Paula or the pregnancy, and I'm not going to have a clue what to say. Yeah. I walked the dog in the dark. I didn't go out in the day for a while. Well, let's do it. Hello and welcome to the Still Parents podcast. We are live from the Still Parents podcast studio. It's Sunday night. I'm Danny, all right, uh, Ryan and Matt. I'm really well, thanks. How are you? Very good. Very it, good. It's yeah. the first time in ages. It's, you know, when you leave the house to come here and it was dark. Like, it was only a, f- a few weeks ago. Even after we finished, it was still like, yeah, 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 it yeah. freaks me out. I can't get my head around it. No. Even though it happens every year. Twice, I hate it. Twice a year. I, hate no, I don't, it. don't like it at no, all. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got... <laughs> On um, on the show with us this evening, a we we haven't done this with guests before. We've we've done it with Ryan and his wife Amy from the Lily May Foundation, and Matt, of course, and his wife Crystal. I think that was episode forty-four. As the husband and wife team coming on. So today we are joined by Stuart and Paula Parnaby. How are you? Very well. Thank Hi, you. Hi, we're good. Thank you. For some reason, I thought they were joining us in the studio tonight. I was driving everything, and it's going to be quite cosy in here, isn't it? Fucking long drive, mate. It's it's a long drive. You're up in uh, Durham, is that right? Yeah, Spenny Mill, which is just around the corner, really. I spent about eight months living up uh, up there working for a radio station called Galaxy back in, was it 2000? And I just mentioned before we went live, I was like, I used to DJ in a club in Durham. And which one was it? DH, never been. DH1. <laughs> never been. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Stuart was like, he was like the one person I had in that club that night. <laughs> 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 yeah, our paths have probably crossed at some point. That's freaky, isn't it? Like stood outside a kebab <laughs> shop at like three in the morning or something. Walking down the stairs of DH1 saying that DJ shite. <laughs> <laughs> we walk out of the studio going, Jesus Christ, this DJ shite at all. I, 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 say, I quite often say it to myself just so other people can't do it as well as me. <laughs> so we're all right. We're, we're going to get on just fine this evening. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us on this. We, uh, we're really looking forward to this episode. If you are watching live and you would like to ask either Stuart or Paula a question, feel free to do so. Drop us a comment. Ryan is uh, checking those out. And if you are listening back whenever this is in the future and you would still like to uh, get in touch, you can uh, reach out to us on our socials, Still Parents Podcast on Instagram and our website, stillparentspodcast.co.uk and we'll be able to uh, pass on the message or uh, yeah, get it answered in a future episode. It's, it's number 68 tonight. Can't believe that's, that's right. happened. On our way to 100. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's by Matt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's favourite Matt's numbers next. Yeah, yeah behave. Right. Steady. Let's be careful. Let's, Let's be steady here, shall we? You know? Right. Yeah. Before we get into the story of uh, of your loss let's just uh, find out a bit a bit more about you guys uh, i'm sure anyone watching may may recognize any 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 blue noses who are listening or watching the podcast tonight <laughs> May recognise Stuart, Stuart Parnaby, <laughs> a, uh, a former professional footballer who played for the Blues. I think, it, was it two th- around 2010, 9-10-ish, wasn't it? Something like that. Is it? I'm going to test your own memory. 7-11. 7-11. Yeah. After uh, starting your career with, uh, with Middlesbrough. How did you find your time in Birmingham? Obviously, as we're down here, Ryan's a Villa fan, uh, Matt's a Baggies fan, and I'm a Leicester fan, so... Oh, we've got nothing in common. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in common, no. Yeah. That's a... I mean, yeah, we made it like we made the decision to do it properly and move yeah. down. Oh, okay. Um, 
it was hard for Paula at the start, but yeah, once we made some good friends, we were fine and we loved it there. So we lived in Solly Hill. Um, oh, nice. Nice area. Can't complain one bit about my time there. Fans were good to me. The people were good. Ups and downs in the when we were playing, but and ups and downs were me because of me. My body wasn't yeah. great at times. There's a few injuries, but yeah. that's life. How did you find it as well, Paula? Because it's it's always quite interesting. I think Stuart's already mentioned it because we, there's a there's a lot of move. I've been watching the Welcome to Wrexham documentary on uh, on Disney, yeah. and uh, they, they, I can't remember which player it was. Oh, was it was it Paul Mullin? I think his wife, and just talking about the the lot of moving around uh, during a career, and just it's just a lot of re, a restarting, especially when you, I suppose you're fairly early on in a, in a relationship. And how did you find all that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was exciting to. To think of it and then we the reality is you go you've got nowhere to live yeah. we were living in a hotel and uh, which sounds luxurious but it does uh, yeah after a couple of weeks living in like a four four walls uh it just it yeah it was tough and then we did find a house a lovely beautiful house yeah we moved in it poured down. There was a leak in the roof. Oh, nice. um, we had no furniture. <laughs> Steward asked some of his friends down, so we had a house full of men, and I was just sat on my own in the corner, like pretty much sobbing. Oh, going, no. What have we done? <laughs> um, but it was one of those things where I'm not one of those to like feel yeah. sit and feel sorry for myself, and okay. I just thought I've got to get out there. So I, I joined clubs. I did. I went to college. I did a night course, and I just made oh, nice. like loads. I probably ended up with more friends than you did. Loads. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just got out there. We got a dog. Met loads of people walking the dog and things like that. And friends that I've kept for like. You still life- go on the dog. You still is. <laughs> Lifelong friends. Old, oldest so, dog yeah, in the world. Yeah, we just, oh, wow. It's one of those things. You just have to get out and do it. How'd you get on with the Brummies? We're a good bunch. I like the Brummies. The Brummies are all right. We're all right. I love, you know yeah. what? I love hearing the accent now. I do. It's, uh, I'm not no. a massive fan, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, we really struggled at the start, but um, no one understood us, did they? No, not a clue. Um, oh, really? I remember going to a restaurant and asking for a Coke. Wow. And we had to repeat it about four times and then, like, realise, right, Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right, because we have to have subtitles for Matt, so if nobody can understand you guys tonight, don't yeah. worry, the subtitles on the feed anyway, so it's all good. Yeah, it's, it's extremely hard. Um, <laughs> how, how, did you guys, how did you guys meet and how long have you been together? Next door to you, where you were DJ and me. Next door. What, the kebab shop? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you will know, Durham is a really small place, and when you're around the same age and you're going out in the same places, you get to know the same people. Um, when we yeah. really met, so we kind of knew of each other. But I used to work at Teesside Airport. Okay. Tiny little airport. Where we flew out of Middlesbrough. Yeah. So oh, okay. I was, um, I got into work one day, and I was down to check in. A flight that was actually Middlesbrough flying out to the Carling Cup final. That was oh, it, yeah. yeah. So I got to check them in. I recognised him, got all flustered, gave him the wrong bit of the boarding card. He didn't have a seat number when he got on the flight. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then when we oh, saw each other the next time we went out, we had something to talk about, and that was it, that really. Was it, yeah. yeah. 
thank you very much for uh, for joining us on on the show tonight. Let's get into your story and uh, and what happened with uh, your daughter Poppy. So I'm not sure how much you've you've heard of the the show before, but what we what we do is we ask our guests just to tell us the story in as much detail, taking as long as you need, or as you know, to whatever level of depth that you would like to do, and then from there, Ryan and Matt and myself will uh, will come back with some some questions or some thoughts. Do you want to start? Yeah. Um, well, I think basically uh, we yes we live we're living in Birmingham. He took a while, but he eventually uh, proposed. <laughs> um, who proposed? Sorry, who proposed? I did with a Harry Bow sweep. <laughs> Go on, tell anyone. <laughs> Harry Bow sweep. Yeah. I love that. Do you know what I love more? That he got really close, close to, to the, the camera. camera. <laughs> <laughs> the ring wasn't delivered in time. <laughs> oh, for, for, in my head, I thought you'd give one of them little fried eggs. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll give her the ring. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Like, classic, classic, <laughs> classy move. I like it. Um, yeah, so we got engaged in the October. It was always a case of when we did that, we wanted to get married quickly. We got married in the June, the following June. Yeah. Yeah, the plan was to start a family. We were we'd been together quite a long time by then. Yeah. So we we were we were keen to start a family. Time passed, a year passed, and nothing happened, and we realised that maybe we're going to need to, you know, get tested, get some help with it. Yeah. Um, which we did, um, and we found out that we're going to have to go down the IVF route. Right. Which was a shock, I suppose, and um, it was hard here, but we were that determined that we were like, yeah, we'll we'll do that then, and we did three. It's it's. One of those things, it's a, a postcode lottery where you, yeah. however many you get free. Uh, we were back home at this, by this point, we were back up in Durham. Um, Stewart signed back for Middlesbrough. Yeah. We had three free rounds to the, um, where we were from. So we, we needed them. We took them. It took five rounds of wow. uh, IVF, ICSI treatment. That's mentally stressful, isn't it? Because the amount of energy and, and the unknown yeah. factors that go into it. So five rounds. Yeah, I mean, it's, the stress for me is that, like is just trying to get it to happen. Mm. Yeah. But for Paula, like the physical side was injections and of course quite intrusive stuff going on. Um, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't pleasant for her. We're, we're both pretty. Yeah. Um, like you know when you determined yeah. that this yeah, yeah. yeah and if this was how it was going to be this was how it was going to be and I'm just like right crack on with this yeah. I'm not really one to um kind of dwell on things and feel sorry for myself I just okay. thought right this is what we have to do um luckily I found the treatment fine um I know a lot of people they struggle with the emotions and you know the side effects and all that kind of thing I seem to go through that fine it just okay. for some reason wasn't happening it wasn't each time we very much researched things that like we we looked into diet didn't we yeah. he was drinking beetroot oh. juice <laughs> I know, there was just certain things that like was worth trying some things i wasn't allowed because of playing football right yeah what, 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 like what, drug, oh drug okay test. yeah yeah, yeah. Drug test. yeah. Um, yes i was even i was going to a chinese um 
Like yeah, the Chinese medicine medicines. people, I couldn't go, I couldn't use any of that because I'd just be like off the charts. So there's <laughs> yeah. no way of knowing exactly what was in the things. So right. Like, no, yeah. I, I can't do that. You get one of those. And you have to be bands. that careful. Yeah. That's and uh, he was over the moon because I'm drinking these potions <laughs> oh, that I had to hold geez. my nose and he's laughing because he couldn't take it. Um, <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> Um, anyway, in so after five, the fifth round, we it was one of those situations. We'd done it before. We got in. I don't know whether many people know about the how it is with IVF, but there's a lot of um, hurdles that you have to cross. Right. Our fifth round, we went in on the day where you would get the egg transfer, and you go in and you meet the embryologist. They look and see what the what the embryos are looking like. Um, and what you want is a clear, clear embryo with four clear cells. And we used to go in and there was like these squiggly lines all over. And we're like, yeah, that's not what we wanted to see. Yeah. Um, but on this day, there was um, there was a really clear one, but there was only two cells. And at that point, they would like it to be four cells. Yeah. The uh, the doctor went out and we were just having a chat. And I went, the thing is, though, what what happens if by the chance from we leave here to get into the theatre, it pops into four cells. And we just had a little, because we've done it so many times, and yeah. we've got, you've got to keep the humour because yeah, yeah. if you haven't got that, it's, you know, it's, yep, it's hard. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. We went into theatre and they, they showed us the embryos on, on the screen and it had gone into four cells. Oh, it had, wow. I mean, that's, yeah, talk, talk, yeah. talk about law of attraction with that then. You said it and it yeah. had you. Crazy, really. Yeah, so in my, I mean, there was two embryos put back in, but in my head, right, okay. that was the one that happened. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the fact that I'd used the word pop uh, in the room as well, this all <laughs> stuck in my okay, head. Yeah. Yeah. And then two weeks later, uh, you have to wait for the dreaded phone call, mm. going for a blood test, and they tell you whether um, you're pregnant or not. And um, we were I was going to ask you there because as, as you mentioned, Paula, that dreaded phone call. Now, bearing in mind, this is the fifth time. That was the hardest bit for me, the actual phone call and yeah. finding out because obviously all the months of the build up to it. And then you think, oh, no, it's, yeah. you know, that's it's gone again. But uh, I may have took a sneaky little pregnancy test before. Yeah. I went. <laughs> <laughs> but then they tell you, you know, they could be wrong and things. You don't, you don't want to get your hopes up. Mm. But the thing is, we'd, we'd got to know the staff so well by mm. then for going in for so many times that when they made the phone call, we were in tears, they were in tears. Yeah. It was just like a really lovely moment. For you, Stuart, how are you... Find so I'm just trying to get my timeline correct here because I'm just with, in terms of your career, because you had a year... Yeah. Was, did you have a year out of the game between leaving Birmingham and rejoining Middlesbrough? I'd agreed... I'd agreed a deal with Chris Hewton, who took over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Remember when Carson Young got all his assets frozen? Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah. I'd agreed the deal the day before that. So then that was... Oh, okay. That went tits up, so... <laughs> it was one of them... Um, Periods where it was just like strange in terms of I wasn't sure why I didn't end up going anywhere, wasn't I? I always questioned was my agent asking for too much money, which is probably right. <laughs> um, like I just wanted to play at the end of the yeah. day. And it just, just didn't happen. So I was like, I, tra right. I went to train in Middlesbrough. Luckily, I have Middlesbrough, who was I've always had a long standing relationship yeah. with anyway. Most of the staff were the same, backroom staff. 
how did you the... how did you find it training and you know trying to because obviously you've got to be you know it's it's a very phys- physically demanding <laughs> career and you're doing that while you mentally might not be in the in the best place did did all that exercise help or was it something that you found difficult yeah, to do it was at just the time? An environment you need when I needed like probably needed it to be in an environment where yeah. I'm not just sitting my ass at home thinking is this going to happen like, okay. Did you um, did you ever confide in any of your teammates, uh, Stuart, about what what you were actually going through? Because obviously the stress that you that you're both going through as a partnership at home, yeah. And it, people always say, don't they? Sometimes you know, don't take don't take your home life into work. Don't bring yeah. your work back home. But I suppose it's very different being a a professional athlete, professional footballer, because you're within the public eye and you've also got the added stress that if you're not doing so well in the league or you know you're getting pelts, whatever that may be. Did, were you able to confide in any teammates or did you have any really good relationships where you were able to actually offload and just... Yeah, man. I was like... No, I had really close mates, like, but not many. I wasn't like close to loads of lads, but um, at the time, you might... I don't even know if you remember. An Australian lad called Reese Williams. Oh, the name rings um, well, yeah. Reese Williams and then uh, Seb Hines. Yeah, Seb Hines, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, I think I had him in football manager. Was he rapid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like them two really and then But you had um from Birmingham as well, James McFadden oh, yeah. and Seb Larson. They were yeah. really okay. good yeah, so good I mean Seb was my roommate. Faddy lived up the mm. Seb was my roommate and he lived next door. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then Faddy lived up the road. Seb, Seb and his wife were actually staying with us when we found out that we were going to have to go like start IVF. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, wow. So they were there right from the start. Right. So yeah, it was always with our very close friends. We were always open with them yeah. um, about what was happening. We didn't. I know some people. You know, it's everyone's own choice, but some people keep it. Yeah. Uh, kind of you know, closed, oh, yeah. but we, we weren't like that. Um, mm-hmm. We did tell people what was happening. You have to, because I mean, yeah. I've been to so many weddings where I haven't had a drink yeah, <laughs> and yeah, things yeah. like that. And, you know, you're like, cheers. And then, <laughs> um, just because we were, yeah, yeah, yeah. we were so determined. We, we were doing it right. And okay. we would like, stop any alcohol. We were eating right. We, were, we did, we, we knew that we had to do everything we could to, to make yeah. it happen, basically. Yeah. But the yeah. the one thing is, like, the, it'll be the same in all sports and anyone looking in from outsiders, like, they don't know the stuff that's going on in you, with yeah. you. Yeah. Right, life. So at times it can be, like, feel shit when you're getting battered yeah. and, like, you're getting pelters and you're like, oh, I wish, they, wish I could just say what's, got, why, like, mm. yeah. what's going on in my brain. But yeah. I, was, I was never, like... I was always from pretty laid back, so it was like I dealt with everything quite well. But I've never had like a mass group of friends. I've tried. I've always been like, yeah, small. So you know, like, if I get close with someone, they're like mates for life. But but apart from that, it's yeah. like. I think that's. Not a, that I'm not bothered about I think everyone else. I think, I, think <laughs> best, I think that's the best way to be. To be fair. Yeah, absolutely, and and I agree with what you're saying there because as well with with modern day social media, mm. people believe that they know. A celebrity, don't they? Mm. I don't know oh, yeah. if you see somebody online or something, you you see a, a portrayal of what they're like within their life through photo or through. But you only get the good stuff. You absolutely. only get the good yeah, stuff, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 We had um, Joe Riley on, didn't we? Yeah. Um, right at the very beginning, he, he was at um, 
Mansfield. Man, yeah, he's retired since he came on. Yeah, I think through, we finished him off. Injury and, and um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. He, he said exactly the same thing as you, Stuart, where you're getting pelters from the side because to these people when they're watching football or or these people that yeah. are seeing you seeing your your life is that actually they have no idea what's going on at home because you're just a normal human being there was you're one game a, he was getting yeah. some yeah there's one game he was quite low he said and he was getting he was getting some stick from the side and yeah. I found it I found it tough I remember Understand I remember that. I, just, I remember getting a throw in and um one of the Plymouth fans went rally up shit and I never had that and it, yeah. honestly it was like but it kind of, looking back, it definitely made me tougher because yeah. I went. I actually, you know, turned it around. I went on to do okay for after that. Really, I did quite well. I'll stick the link to that episode, by the way, in the description for this for anyone who wants to. Uh... And I think it probably is like right now at the time. Now I think it's a big part of what's like the mental health side. Oh, is getting yeah. a lot of time. And back when I was twenty five, twenty six, it wasn't there. It was, was it? like. If I had any thought of like, oh, I need to, what, what, what should I do here? It's just like, yeah. right, roll, roll your sleeves up and get, get on with it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, social media, it was kind of in its infant. It was, it was about, but yeah, it wasn't it, was. it wasn't what it is today. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's one of those things in the internet, that the technology and the internet have given us some wonderful things over the years, but it, it's, it's... I agree. That's what I mean. It's got the massive yeah. pros and massive... Yeah. Absolutely. Problems, and it's yeah. not a lot, there's not a lot in between. It's gifts really. and cursing right. equal measures. You, 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 know, like for you, like for you guys, like this, getting this kind of thing out, like... A few years ago, this wouldn't happen. Exactly. No, yeah. Exactly. And we mentioned that. We mentioned that a lot. It, it, and it's I, true, I, yeah. honest, when it, when the, I know we haven't got to the time when it actually happened. Yeah. But I honestly did not, I don't think I'd heard of it before stillbirth. Right. Like, and that's just being honest. I, I, no, I no, honestly yeah. didn't have a clue. Well, so... To recap with them, we you've gone through five rounds of yeah. uh, the IVF. Round five is a success. Yeah. And you find out you're pregnant. And we've discussed how you felt at that point. So from from that moment, if you if you don't mind carrying yeah, on. Yeah, so um it was a really, really good pregnancy. Um I felt really good. You know, we were just excited. Yeah. Uh she was well, we didn't know, we didn't find out the sex um of the baby and um, we wanted that as a surprise and we were due in january okay yeah it was just a lovely time wasn't it yeah it was just something you when you've waited so long for yeah. that you just think yeah it's eventually happening so fast forward to it was um december i was trying to be organized with obviously with the baby coming in january and uh we'd decided to have a day out together in Durham and there was like around the Christmas markets and things like that. We had a lovely day out and we just had a really busy day. And obviously I was feeling the effects as I was like out here by that point, just under 36 weeks pregnant. Okay. And uh, yeah, we got home, went to bed. We were in separate beds by this point because I was just fidgety all the time and he obviously needed to get his sleep for work, like yeah. for training and things. Yeah. Um, Did you snore? <laughs> I, I heard that like with, yeah, because I had the same with my wife. I hope she's not watching. <laughs> started snoring like a freight train with the pregnancy. <laughs> uh, it hasn't stopped since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so you're in separate rooms at this point then. Yeah, and um, I just got this feeling that, oh, I haven't, I couldn't remember when I'd felt 
last felt the baby move. And I think because we'd had such a busy day that, you know, I wasn't sitting around where you feel, you feel it all the time or Mm. whatever. And I just got this panic rush over me and I shouted at Stu when he came in and I told him and I tried all the things that they say, like a cold drink and, and whatever. And, and obviously we, like I was moving about and there was movement that obviously was enough for, for us to like have our minds settled. Looking back, a baby does move, but I don't think it was actual movements, if you know what I mean, like arms and legs and things like that. But yeah. there was obviously enough to happen happened that made us um I like put our minds at rest and we went we went to sleep. Stu came in to see me the next morning. I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And he went to training. But I got up and my dad came over. We used to go for a dog walk on the morning. I didn't really say anything to him. I did mention it, but I didn't really kind of explain how yeah. how I, you know, I, I had this feeling and I, I didn't probably put that across to him. Uh, I was probably a bit blasé. But I made a phone call to the pregnancy assessment unit anyway, and they said um, that I should pop down there like in an hour's time. So, um yeah, that's what I did. And I just went on my own. And looking back, I don't know what I was thinking, but I just didn't want to worry anyone. I didn't want yeah. to. Although in, I think in my heart, I knew. I knew that what had happened. But I just, I don't know. It's that thought. You I just had I a didn't... sense. There was a sense that something was there. But yeah. I think yeah, from what I can see yeah. at the minute, you're just your, I think your attitude towards life from what I can tell so far, you're very positive and so it was almost like that willing that, okay, it's going to be fine. And I don't want to, like yeah. you mentioned, you went for the walk with your dad, but you didn't really give him, I think, I don't think you wanted to worry him, did you? And you didn't want to you know, no, that, make yeah, things more exactly feel real that. perhaps. Yeah. But also when, yeah. you're, in, when you're in that situation as well, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're in that situation as well, like myself and Amy were when I came home from work yeah, yeah. and um, she had said that she hadn't really felt many movements throughout that day. And just like Paula said there, we did exactly the same thing, cold glass of water, sit down, feet up, do everything the midwives tell you to do, basically. And I, I remember Amy saying that she she thought she could feel some movement. And when we then went into to hospital, dropped Alfie, at, so we'd got a three-year-old at the time, dropped him at his grandparents, said to Amy's mum and dad, oh, we'll only be half hour, we're just going to go and get checked, everything yeah. will be fine. And um, even after we were told that Lily's heart had stopped, Amy still swears that she felt movement because the baby will still move because of the, yeah. the fluid and, yeah. and stuff like that. And she said yeah. that she, and, and they do call it phantom, things phantom yeah. movement yeah, or something yeah. like that. But again, every human being always thinks it's never going to happen to me. It, yeah. and, and like Stuart said earlier, hadn't really, well, hadn't heard of stillbirth. Everyone knows about miscarriage because it happens a lot. Yeah. It happens probably, well, it happens more than probably <coughs> people even realise mm. because miscarriages happen when people mm. don't, probably don't even realise they're pregnant. But you never think it's, it's ever going to happen to you. What did you do from that point then when things started, when you started to um, find out more about what was going on? Yeah, so I arrived at Durham Hospital and, um, yeah, they scammed they scam me straight away and it's, you just... Yeah, you just know, you know, things taking longer than what you expect them to, the kind of mood in the room changes. And, yeah, they just say those words that you 
that no one ever wants to hear that there's there's that they were really sorry, but there was no heartbeat. Yeah. It's one of those moments where it's an out-of-body experience. You yeah. think like you're in a film, you're on a soap or something like that. And I, I and I was just thinking, oh, God, I'm here on my own. Like, what have mm. I done? Come and hear. And I knew I had to tell Stu, um, like my parents, his parents. And and I remember them um, saying about ringing him. And I just knew I couldn't say the words. Yeah. Plus, still now thinking about it, like it just yeah, say, saying those words, and I just remember saying to him, "I'm so sorry." And I mean, I just, yeah, I, it's just and it's not your. I fault. mean, he was at training. Luckily, um, his dad was academy manager at Middlesbrough at the time, so I knew that his dad would be with him within you know seconds. Like he had somebody there because yeah. all I could think about was that journey from training to the hospital was I, that's all I could think that I just needed him to get here safely yeah I mean I, I don't know what that was like for you Stu, Stu. And I just kept thinking at least his dad's with him that's all I kept thinking I think we're well, going- I remember I mean I remember it like yesterday I wasn't training because I had patella tendonitis in both knees so it was Ouch. like gym day every day trying to get this right um and I had my phone up with me and I was in the changing room. So it was quite quiet at the time because the lads were out training. Um, and I walked into like the, where all the baths and showers were, just probably got a good signal there. Straight away, I knew there was something not right. And then it was like, well, what do I do? Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like the emotion was like mad, like, because of just not knowing what I'd to do with myself, I was like, right, I've got to get home. But yeah, like, where do I go? Where do I go from here to not cause a scene at the training ground? Or luckily, I had really good relationships with like the kit lady who was the first to see me, which I was lucky it was her. She like kind of cuddled us, walked us down yeah. into a room, and then just straight away went to get my dad. Because luckily, yeah. my dad was. Like in the building, like he was yeah. in the office in his office because he was in like office based by then. And I mean, it's never a good situation, like obviously to find this out. But not to be with Paula was like one of the things I wish I was for. Yeah. Um, what's your, but that's just circumstance. What's your recollection of leaving the training ground and I'm, I'm assuming did, did you go home or did you go to the hospital or no, I just went on my training kit the hospital straight away my dad he was drove not a lot was said uh, I can remember just staring out the window thinking it's not it's like something I'm going to get there and I'll be fine yeah man I was very emotional at the time but then I'm like once you pull I pulled myself around a little bit like just to try and like think of trying take everything in and then I'm looking out the window going please please this will be alright it'll be fine like but obviously obviously it's just yeah it wasn't uh, my dad was brilliant he always has been Uh, he's emotional follow me dad so it was hard for him to keep it together to drive home but luckily I had him because I don't know what I'd have done if I didn't have him to take us how do you cope Stuart where you're working in an environment where and tell me if I'm wrong 
Well, you're working in an environment where pretty much everything is done for you. You're told when you're training. You're told what you yeah. got to eat. You're told when you're eating. All of, so you you've pretty much got other people controlling what you're doing when you're within work. Yeah. How do you cope as somebody that has all of that in work, but then yeah. the male side of things kicks in, which is the control that you have now not got for your own child and and your wife and that you can't do anything to to change what has happened. No, yeah, I think that's the big thing that goes on your head. Like, what should, should I have done anything? Should we have done anything different? Should I have done anything different? But at the time, like, when you're out of control, you've got... In that situation, I was nowhere near Paula. I didn't have any control of, like, trying to, con- like, help her. And, well, it's not a great... It's really not a great situation, like, to be away from what was happening. Mm. I know how strong Paula is, but ultimately it can be as strong as you want, but mm. that's on another level. So, yeah, it's a hard, I don't know how to, I really don't know how to put that into words. There. It's kind of like, well, I think once we were together. Yeah, that was. It's out, it's out. No, but it helped me massively. As soon as I was in the hospital room, it's, I was a lot better. It sounds really pathetic because it didn't change the situation, but. Yeah, once we were together, yeah, it yeah. was like oh, absolutely, yeah. That's what you needed. You 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 were there with it with each other in in that moment. Because yeah. I was going to ask you, Paula, because obviously uh, Stuart. Well, actually, before before we do that, so this so to get my dates correct, so this was the the ninth of December, and Poppy was then born sleeping on the twelfth. Is that correct? Just three days, yeah. three days later, yeah. and Poppy. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming the name Poppy came from what you alluded to earlier on. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> You two as a couple, you've been together a while. You seem a very strong couple. and But something like this is undoubtedly going to have effects and it can go, I guess, um, one of uh, a few different ways. But how did, you, how did you find being around each other during those moments where maybe you just needed to be alone or maybe one of you needed support and the other person wasn't able to give it in that particular moment? How has it and your loss affected your relationship up to where you are now or has it uh, oh yeah i mean it has definitely had an effect but only bringing us together i would say those those early days we were kind of frightened of being apart weren't we yeah we like, didn't leave each the side for weeks really um i just remember i think because after going through ivf i said to Stu, we just need to keep talking don't mm. Don't keep anything to yourself. We've got to keep talking. And then after we lost Poppy, um, we are very sociable people. We have, like, I don't have any brothers or sisters and my best friends and my family, you know, like I have really, really great friends and we have groups of friends that, um, that we're very close to. And I was just conscious that I didn't want what happened to affect that because I didn't want there to be any awkwardness. I didn't want anything like that. And I just said to Stu, we've got to keep talking, meaning us two, and also to to our friends, because I didn't want them to not know what to say, or if they didn't know what to say, just to let us know what they didn't know what to say. Um, I couldn't stand the thought of not being able to see the people who we love and for them to not dare to come to see us and that kind of thing. 
Um, One of my mates came and just talked about himself for about 45 minutes and I was like, <laughs> I'm glad he did that because yeah. it was like, just got away from anything I was thinking about. Right, CrossFit, yeah. that's what he was talking Cross, about. CrossFit and he's a copper in London, so it was like, oh Jesus, another story. <laughs> like, but you're right no, though. Just like, you, something like that and I was just completely off the chart, like not anything to do with it and it's probably what I needed at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that like, is that is yeah. absolutely true because, and this is what I say to my clients <laughs> when, when I speak to my clients one-to-one is I say, you think of the times where you're, where you've, something's happened where you're really happy. How long does that happiness last for? That happiness lasts for yeah. X amount of hours, whatever that yeah. may be. So it doesn't, it's not an indefinite happiness. No. It's and a it's moment, a, isn't it? It's yeah. a moment. And it's also the same when you've lost a baby. Yeah. Yes, it's it's shit and you have your really bad times and, and you have your times where, like Paula said there, you need your friends there, you need your family there, you need your, your partner there. There's times where you don't need your partner and you just need some time by yourself as yeah. well. But also that time of sadness, it will pass. It will pass. Yeah. And like Stuart says there, his mates come around and talks about CrossFit for 45 minutes. And that in, in itself is, is yeah. bang on because it's exhaust like grief is exhausting. It's absolutely. It's yeah. absolutely exhausting. And you can't you cannot be constantly in the depths of grief. Yeah. 24-7. In, yeah, there's no mental recovery there's if no you're constantly recovery. in there yeah. in that Absolutely. moment. Absolutely, yeah. and you need those little bits of respite, those yeah. little bits of get out where, like, you know, your mate comes around and talks shit for 45 minutes or talks about themselves or what. It doesn't make any difference because ultimately your mate's there. He didn't have yeah. to come, did oh, he? Yeah, that's all you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 that was it. That's what I and said. And I was just happy him. he was talking about something because if yeah. it was silence, I was like, oh, how are we man, lads? Yeah. But even the night before I gave birth to Poppy, uh, we went into hospital and we <laughs> downloaded, and this sounds ridiculous, oh, yeah. Michael McIntyre on tour. Like, yeah. Yeah. And people oh, yeah. will think, you know, what, what are you thinking? But... It's that thing, isn't it? Like you say, you can't cry 24 hours of no. the day, yeah. even if you wanted to, and we probably did want to. But also, we were living it. So anyone looking at us thinking that we're strange, well, you you know, you don't we, know how you were, you haven't lived it, and we were, and we needed something. It's none of their to, business, is it? No, Absolutely but, none um, of their business. Um, two, two, yeah, none of their business. But my only, my, only, my only thing I will say is I wish you'd have chosen a different comedian. But, you know, <laughs> Let's see. One thing I'll say is when we, when, when myself and Amy were in, we went in two days later, and it was so we lost Lily. Lily, mm. we were told Lily had died on the Friday, and we went in on the Sunday, and Amy was induced, and Amy yeah. decided to have a natural birth, and we were both chugging on the Entinox on the gas and air. <laughs> <laughs> because as far as I was concerned, I couldn't give a monkey's who was coming into no, that yeah, room yeah. and having a go because I was going through hell. Yeah. And if yeah. I was yeah, chugging on yeah. Entinox and it was going to make me laugh, well, I needed that little bit yeah, of laugh. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, yeah. I remember Amy absolutely. laughing when she was when she was in labour, obviously not in the, the no, most no, painful yeah. parts, but I remember her laughing at times because, like you say, you can't cry 24-7. No. Because Your body does strange things it to... Does. to it does. Yeah. It's fight or flight, isn't it? I watched the American Office series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over and over again, but I, it's my go-to thing. Mm. So, like, I, like yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if I've had a heavy day, I know I can just put that on for 20 minutes in an evening. I don't yeah. have to concentrate on it. It's like a comfort blanket. Especially with the comedy that you've seen before. It's like a warm hug, isn't no, it? No, it is. Yeah. 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 And we had the most amazing midwife. You know, just... 
one of those people that you just seem to click with straight mm. away. And we we could have a laugh and a joke with it, couldn't we? And we were really lucky that because I've been told that it doesn't happen a lot. We had her for like three days in a mm. row. Okay. And so she was there from the very start till um, after yeah. Poppy. Well, she delivered Poppy. Mm. She was amazing. I can't. You know, yeah. I'm, I feel emotional when I think about her because, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine uh, the experience with it being anyone else. Uh, she was unbelievable and she used to come in and we would, we would have a laugh and a joke with her. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was, it was, she was amazing. That's wasn't great. She? To yeah, it probably just got our character probably. Yeah. Yeah. Not all heroes wear yeah. capes, do they? And, yeah. you know, like I can say the same about our bereavement midwife. She was yeah, phenomenal and, even to this day, I mean, I've, we obviously speak to her a lot through the charity, but just as a yeah. person yeah. as well. And that she's got a child that's same age as Freddie, and and you've got that. There's a bond. There's a, and and that's a special bond in itself. That unless you've yeah. been in that room and been through that experience, yeah, you're never going to yeah. understand and, and appreciate that bond. I think it's important to highlight because. And that, that's I'm so happy to hear that, Paula, because, you know, especially in recent times, the NHS in particular, they get they get a lot of stick. And we have at times on this show with guests, you know, we've, we've questioned things. So it's important to give that balance, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and that's it, because, I mean, I, I, I did have to, when I was given birth, I did have a poster at the end of my bed about breastfeeding. And to me, that sh- that shouldn't happen. Yeah. I, I just looked at that Absolutely. and thought, you know, I'm I'm not going to get to do that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was a poster. You mm. know, it was easily removed. And and things. It's the little things like that. And and where we were at Durham, like we didn't have there wasn't a bereavement suite. We were okay. in a side room. But the staff, to me, the staff are the important things, and they, I can't fault them at all. They were absolutely Brilliant. amazing. But I just felt like the the facilities kind of were what I know now, what yeah. you can have, uh, weren't up to scratch, but the staff definitely, definitely made up for it. Was there any times since then, maybe especially in the in the early process of grief, where you had to help each other get through a particularly challenging phase, something that we come back and talk to our guests about are, we, we refer to them as distractions and they can be good distractions, they can be bad, it depends, you know, whether it's throwing yourself into work, a bad habit. We've had various different examples of this over the, over the course of the time that we've been doing the podcast. I mean, maybe that hasn't been the case, but you two as a unit and any particular challenging moments that maybe for people who are listening back to this whenever it is, can take some um, some reference from. Well, I just didn't want to see anyone, did I? Yeah, I think oh, for really? you okay, it was yeah. getting back to training and things, wasn't it? It's... Yeah, the first, like, the first few weeks were like, were, like really hard because I, I was never a big household name, but in my area, I, every, like quite a lot of people knew who you were. Yeah. And it was the thing of, all I had in my head was someone was going to ask about... Mm-hmm. Paula or the pregnancy and I'm not gonna have a clue what's her. Yeah. Like you mean who didn't know yeah, who hadn't who known what know. happened to yeah. Her, yeah. Wouldn't know the situation and I just and that was I don't know how I got over the hurdle. I, I walked the dog in the dark. Right. Like, so you're very conscious uh, of it. And we so, did have, honestly yeah. our dog kept us going. Yeah. Because okay. he made this, us. This I didn't go out on the day. House. I didn't go out on the day for a while. Like 
Because people might be, uh, like, as you said, with your profile, people might be looking, you know, the dickheads, right? They might be just looking to get a rise out of you as well. Right, you don't know. So that's why I just... Yeah. But the, the boys or the, the, the team... Oh, the whole Borough the team, they all came. Yeah. They all came to see us. Yeah. So they came oh, nice. to us. Yeah. They came... So I, oh, wow. I, had a re- I had a really good group of friends with the wives and girlfriends. And yeah. um, they just messaged me saying, we're going to come round on Thursday morning, whatever. Is that okay? We're going to bring breakfast. And they did en masse. So the, oh, wow. the girls were in one end of the house and the boys were somewhere else and they brought food. And it was it was amazing because it was just what we needed. You know, yeah. when I always say, when people say, what can I do? I go, take food, take food. Absolutely. Because you don't want to think yeah. about <laughs> having to make meals or eat. Yeah. And, and the fact that head, yeah. the team came to him, I just thought was amazing because yeah. he didn't want to get back to training. And, and me and his mum and dad, we weren't pushing him as enforcing. We just knew the longer it went on, the harder it was going to be. And they came to him and it made that easier because he got to see them in his own, you know, his own um So you could see, when that happened, Paulie, you could see that having a positive... Oh, definitely, right yeah. Front of you. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there was a... We played Millwall away while it was, this situation was going on. I, oh. So I put the game on. Oh yeah, we were sat at home. And then, um, yeah, but he won't. Write. I don't think you'll know the lad, Ledesma. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The talented lad, and he scored, Ledesma. and he held my shirt up. It was like live on Sky. Oh wow! And then that shirt is signed and framed from the captain oh, brought it to, to me as well. So we, is there a clip of that? Is, is there a clip? We just last having our tea. That's what us Northerners do. You might call it dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the telly was there and it just came on oh, wow. and and we were literally sobbing, weren't we? Because yeah. it's that thing of, you know, there's a lot of the negative gesture, press to do with football and football fans yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But in in circumstances like that, they are a real community and yeah. I, like pull together. Do you know what I mean? And Especially it's... away at Millwall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have had your son, Mason, who was born in 2016. Yeah. But you had to have... Is this after another three rounds? That you, yeah. Mike, so, I mean... So you I are, told you, you we were determined. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you are tough. I mean, that's... Yeah. Especially after... I had to give me early pension, lads. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> One day, it's a time And still going to cost you for the rest of his life um, as well. Yeah. 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 Quickly, before... We, because we, early I can't not ask this... Be- because we've mentioned this a lot with people who, after a loss, have gone on to have a child. Was there any part of that pregnancy you were able to enjoy or were you just anxious? Was the anxiety at another level? Uh, I think you just a lot more switched on to everything. Yeah. I do a lot more questioning what's going on and making sure everything's all right. And if there was, we knew we had the support where we could just go anytime we wanted. Yeah. Mm. I wish I'd known all of that before... Probably because yeah. then you'd go and, and I don't know if they'd be as understanding with the first yeah. time, yeah, of like whether you think you're just like, oh, here, here, she is, here she is again, that kind of thing. Oh, I see but what you mean. The care we got with Mason's pregnancy was mega, like, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was incredible. Um, I didn't have one normal midwife appointment, everyone was at the hospital, mm. and they even picked up on. Like as we got closer, so say it was every four weeks or whatever, and then it got down to less. They said 
at one appointment, they were like, okay, so we'll see you next week then. I was yeah. like, oh, okay then. And I just thought that was the standard because I'd hit a certain weekly mark or something. And later on, they said, no, we saw a change in you. We saw that you were, you seemed more worried. Mm. You seemed like oh, you okay. weren't yourself. So they then yeah. changed that for me. And I just thought that was unbelievable that I'd obviously got to know them that much and they could see that like my head was changing. Mm. Um, so the care that we got was, That's amazing. it was incredible. Yeah. Were you back on the uh, beetroot juice for this, these further three rounds, <laughs> Stuart, as well? Were you back on the beets? That's the, the worst meeting of my life finding out about... <laughs> Zero, what was it? 100% abnormality of my sperm. 100. Not like a little bit, the lot. Can I just say? No armbands, no armbands. No. Sinking. <laughs> Black crawl, the lot. I've just got to oh, say, brilliant. Stuart, what a fair fucking play <laughs> to you. Because I'm telling you now, there aren't many blokes that would be able to sit there and <laughs> say that. Well, this, well, this, so this That's is our humour. So when we found out, I mean, I wasn't going to mention that, but no. he has. When we found out at that appointment of going through oh, IVF and the sperm count and all the things, we, on the way home, no we were like... Way sat in silence and then we were just like right so the knee down bands the knee is sat now and, and that's just how you've got to yeah, yeah. Oh, just I come love up, it. Just come up with it. Remember that movie? Look who's talking. They can do a part yeah. three. Now. <laughs> armbands. I love, I love it. Any, any more? Any plans for any more? Or you get them armbands back out? Um, too old. Paul is too old. <laughs> yeah, you, you get to a point though, don't you? Where you just yeah. gotta be yeah. thankful. We're yeah. happy, man. It's yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Um, Thank you very much. One one final question. Um, for, I, I can't. I've got to ask just because it's it's everywhere at the minute. What's your take on the net? Is it Colleen Rooney? The, the, I can't remember the name of the show now. But the Wagatha Christie Netflix thing with because obviously Wayne Rooney's now gaffer down at Birmingham. I do a bit of work down there, so I see they've been down there. They're getting a bit of stick, and um, it's all over there. Hang on, let's get the press in so we've got it written down. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Or another way for me to answer this, ask this question is: Did you ever um, have any particular Instagram stories that you only released to one of your friends, Paula? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I think we, you were lucky that when you played that wasn't big was it really no. I think Twitter was Twitter was the only thing we used really yeah yeah, um, yeah and it wasn't thank thank God for that because honestly I don't know how people yeah. call <laughs> everyone was still on MySpace then weren't they like, MySpace that's what, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Tom well fair play to Colleen Rooney I mean fair play to her I'd be exactly the same okay well um, <laughs> guys it's been an absolute pleasure having you on thank you very much for joining us I could have honestly I could have spoken all night it's been, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's been like therapy I think you lads you know because it's like when do you start becoming comfortable to talk about it I don't know but I am now like yeah. obviously certain things get you yeah. when you yeah. When uh, you, yeah. and there'll but, be certain times of the year as well where it's difficult yeah. you know yeah. I know I mean it's it's 10 yeah. years it'll be 10 years in December Poppy would have been 10 and and I did feel a little bit nervous coming up to this. Well, I I did a, a, yeah. a talk with Matt um, a few weeks ago, and I was so nervous. I was talking to him beforehand, <laughs> and I think because I talk about Poppy a lot with the work with the charity and things like that. Yeah. But it was when you're reliving a story, you are right back there that yeah. moment. It doesn't matter how if that it was ten years ago. No. Um, but and yeah. you don't know when the emotion is going to come, do you, lads? It's sometimes. It'll hit you from nowhere. Yeah, it's mad. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Where did that come from? And it's mad, yeah. you know, because you, you, you sometimes yeah. try and second guess 
sometimes if you're doing things. So yeah. I did a talk for the charity a couple of weeks back and I, I knew it was, a lot was going to be about Cali and loss. And the moment that I nearly went was when I mentioned Etta. Mm. And I was like, and Etta's our second daughter. We've gone on to have yeah. another one. And I was like, where did that come from? Because like, I yeah. thought I thought I was going to be like, oh, okay. like uh, uh, talking about Cali, it was going to get me then. But then I, but I, it was Etta. I said, yeah. we've gone on to have Etta. And I almost like broke down. Like it was just, a, it was mad. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's where, yeah. You're right, that's where it comes from nowhere, doesn't it? It, it mm. really does. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, well, thank you for letting us talk about it tonight. We really appreciate oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. And like we say, you're more than welcome to, to join us anytime you want. Ryan, Matt, anything you uh, you want to finish up with at the end here? I'm good. No, just thank you for coming on. And, and um, you know, it's just nice to have... We're always grateful to have guests come on because the thing is, when we started this week, we genuinely didn't know how far it was going to go. We, when we when we get a new guest, come on, we're like, that's yeah, true. We got another guest coming on. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. Like, During like, lockdown, you know, yeah, we um, thought, right, we're like, right, let's do a six-episode... <laughs> series and we'll do it on zoom and we all sounded like we're in our toilets and then and then and yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. you know so no thank you now you've got now we've got your own hoodies that's what i want <laughs> yeah, we, 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 you, yeah. you can have one mate absolutely get one out don't worry about that we'll get we're, one we're we'll get two out we'll get two out to you we'll get a couple up to you then so yeah well yeah. um actually it's good timing because we've only decided this literally in the last 10 minutes but we're we're going to be making no yeah. Don't you, yeah we're going to be making some still parents podcast armbands <laughs> <laughs> and, um, lifeguard vests yeah 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 you know, that, yeah, you know like you know David Asoff from Baywatch he got that red whatever it was got one of them and we'll also get some Still Parents podcast beets juice as well beets juice yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. bet you're loving that's the only thing I can put it down it would actually work <laughs> we'll be like Logan Paul and KSI but we beets <laughs> <laughs> You know, you have, you know, you have nicknames for you, like your bump when you're pregnant. So, yeah. Poppy, so when I was pregnant with Poppy, it was baby beetroot. That was the... That was <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> I bet you're loving the colour of the studio then tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, well, on that note, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. Thank you. You're doing amazing things. Thank Thanks you. so much. Thank Stuart you. and Paula Parnaby, our guests this evening on episode 68 of the Still Parents podcast. If you'd like to uh, reach out to us, our website stillparentspodcast.co.uk our socials still parents pod this is still parents podcast in association with globals make some noise and there was something else i was going to say now but i can't actually remember what it was going to be so <laughs> what are you looking? i'll leave it there <laughs> it was, i don't know what it was i remember as soon as we stopped recording yeah that's what always happens so... oh that was it i, don't, I remember oh, it now go. Please, if you get a couple of minutes, could oh. you leave, give us a, a quick review? Because it helps us get discovered. I'll wait until I get any hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you don't mind, um, just, a, just a couple of minutes, just a, a sentence, you don't mind, whatever whatever you can do, just to um, give us a review. That would be massively, massively appreciated. Thank you very much. This is the Still Parents Podcast, and we will be back very soon. Adios. See you guys.